Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. We are still going with the WDET un-fundraiser, but it's going to end the moment we reach that goal of $281,000. You can help eliminate the kind of fundraising that interrupts programs like Detroit Today and renew your support or donate for the very first time at WDET.org. All the programs you love on this station depend on your support. So help us out at WDET.org. A little later in the show, we're going to talk with Jocelyn Benson, who is the dean of the Wayne State Law School, uh, but she is leaving that post uh, to become uh, the CEO of a S- Institute for Sports Equality, taking a look at how race and power and class affect the sports world. That's going to be a really interesting conversation. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll also talk about the history of uh, the DSO, our Detroit Symphony Orchestra, with an author of uh, a new book about that, uh, that austere institution here in southeast Michigan. But first, uh, I want to talk about the presidential election uh, here in America. We're down to the last stretch, really, of the the next month and a half, two months uh, before uh, we go to the polls and decide who is going to be the president for the next four years. Donald Trump has said on many occasions that he believes there is a nationalist political movement growing throughout North America and Europe, and he wants to tap into it. He cites the Brexit decision as proof that there are more people out there than polls indicate who want to prioritize their country over a globalism that's attached to harboring refugees or getting involved or resolving international conflicts. Whether he's right about growing nationalism, Trump has also been the centerpiece of international scrutiny and satire with frequent comparisons to Adolf Hitler. What is the European perception of our unprecedented election cycle. Of course, we talk a lot on this show about what's going on, the dynamics at work in the campaigns of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And we talk about how they play out here in America for Americans. But of course, uh, America is uh, seen around the globe as uh, a leader. And uh, there are expectations that are attached to Uh, that view of us as a leader. And what goes on in our presidential politics here is not just a domestic matter. It's also an international one. So what is the European perception of our our 2016 uh, presidential politics? Is Hillary Clinton any more popular in countries where she must build relationships if she becomes president? I've got someone here today who will help us sort that out. Henning Hoag is a journalist with the Denmark paper BT Daily. He's based here in Metro Detroit, and he is reporting on American culture and politics. Henning, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And if you want to join the conversation, uh, talk about what you think we are projecting uh, to people in other countries uh, with the, the, the rhetoric and the tension uh, with the, the, the strains of race and class, uh, globalism versus nationalism that run through this particular election cycle, give us a call, 313-577-1019. Have you traveled abroad and been asked about the presidential election here uh, in America? And what did you say? How did you explain Donald Trump uh, to people in other countries? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. Henning, I was in Europe uh, last month in Southern Europe uh, for, for a week, and almost everyone I interacted with, uh, including 
the person who drove us uh, from the airport, uh, uh, had a question, you know, about Donald Trump. And sometimes they would just say out, uh, you know, out loud, Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> uh, as if to say, oh, my gosh, <laughs> what is going on? And, and there was a real genuine uh, inquiry behind, uh, you know, th- those, those outbursts. I mean, th- there seems to be a, a real worry about not just that Donald Trump might be president, but what is behind that? What what sort of shift in American culture uh, is responsible for someone like Donald Trump being the the, the major or one of the major party uh, candidates for for president? And so I found myself uh, in my broken Spanish uh, trying to <laughs> trying to explain <laughs> that to people. Uh, but but I would imagine that this is a, a common perception, uh, especially in Europe, that that uh, there is something anomalous and disturbing about what's going on in America. The question I usually get is just, what on earth is going on? <laughs> it could have, might as well be Donald Trump question mark. Uh, there's an old BG song called, uh, it started as a joke, and I think that pretty much boils it down. I think everybody thought it was really funny a year and a half ago, and then it was kind of curious, and then it was a little exciting, and now it's just downright scary, I think, yeah. to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and so uh, talk about your work uh, reporting on this for people in Denmark. Of course, uh, that's, that's part of Northern Europe uh, and uh, a different, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes we make the mistake here of thinking of Europe as one place. It's, it's just Europe <laughs> and everyone, every place is the same. But, uh, but Denmark is, of course, uh, uh, a, a different place than Spain or France or or England. Uh, talk about the things that are going on in that country and how people there are sort of internalizing uh, the messages that are coming out of our presidential election. Internalizing? They, I mean, they're... they're uh, firstly, they can't really believe what's going on. And, and the, the thing with Denmark is compared to, as you say, a lot of other places in uh-huh. Europe, even the extremes in Denmark are quite moderate. So when we go berserk, it's not like the American <laughs> or the Spanish berserk. It's more like, yeah. hmm. Yeah. What, what is going on? Right. And, and we recently had, as recently as before uh, Bernie Sanders dropped out, we had a kind of a survey in a paper, and, and 55% ended up wanting to vote for Hillary Clinton if possible, and 19% went for uh, Bernie Sanders, and 4% went for Donald Trump. And, and that pretty much boils it down. I yeah. mean, there's a, there's a complete lack of real understanding. What is going on? We, many years ago, we had a candidate to a Danish uh, parliament election who was also a stand-up comedian. He promised everybody that he, he would make sure that the wind blew in their back both to work and from work <laughs> when they biked in. And, and, of course, nobody took him seriously. But he was compared, I mean, Donald Trump was compa- compared to him in the beginning, like his name was Jakob Haugård who's still a great stand-up comedian, but he's not the prime minister of Denmark. <laughs> and and people just can't believe that it has gone as far as it has. Yeah, yeah. And they're starting to get worried because Donald Trump recently started talking about possible aid or not aid in connection with, uh, you know, attacks and NATO. And I will see if they pay their debt and maybe we will and maybe we won't help them. Stuff like that touches something so basic in Danish culture that it really started to scare people because yeah. that isn't Danish in Danish minds, what has kept the world at modern com- comparative peace for 60 years after the Second World War, and somebody who touches something as sacred as that, then the joke stops. Yeah. Uh, as I said in the open, Donald Trump has sort of compared uh, what's going on in this country and the support for him 
to what led to the Brexit vote uh, in, in, in Great Britain, that, that, that people are increasingly thinking in his, from his point of view, uh, about home and how to take care of your home country and your home country's interests without uh, so much interaction uh, with with other with other countries, uh, is that something that that is familiar uh, to, to to Danish citizens? Is that is that uh, is that fear, um, or, or is there a fear of that uh, in Europe because of Brexit? That that uh, what Donald Trump is saying may be truer than people want to to believe. There is a fear, but maybe not so much anymore because of the Brexit, but more because of the the refugee. Uh, "Quote unquote crisis," sure. but but again, Denmark is is moderate even in extremes. So compared to the reaction in in Germany and some of the mid-European countries in Denmark, it's more moderate. And, and recently, they've been trying to collect signatures for for what you would call an extreme right-wing party, and they were very very happy when they collected ten thousand signatures, which of course with in with American conditions <laughs> is nothing. But they were very happy, and it's half of what they needed to actually run. For, for government, but that's the closest you get to a real uh, nationalist, quote-unquote, movement. It's not really a movement, more like a, a spread-out fear. And the number of refugees in Denmark is very limited as well. Yeah. The, the, the estimated number for this year is around 15,000 seeking uh, refuge, asylum, or uh, different right. things. So uh, the number is very kind of moderate. Uh, do you feel like people in, in, in Denmark are fearful of, uh, of sort of dissolution of the European Union, that, that uh, this sort of grand experiment in, uh, in small g global government uh, is, is coming apart be, uh, and, and that's what Brexit is, is signaling? There is fear of, of a, of a, of a separated Europe because but I think a lot of people got got used to a, a united Europe so you kind of take it for granted just like a good relationship and you can go and complain and bitch about it excuse my language <laughs> but then suddenly when something like Brexit happens it, it also has had the opposite effect in Denmark people suddenly realize that wow, this is actually good, this relationship we have, so to say, with all the other European countries. Yeah. So we might as well c- kind of take care of it while we still have it. I think recently there was one out of five voters who would like a referendum like the one they had in Britain. So even the the, the, the need or the people wanting an, a referendum is fairly limited. It's yeah. not as overwhelming as it was in Britain. The dissatisfaction is, is not crazy, so yeah. to say. People are, in average, happy, but of course there are questions being asked. Sure. Uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Henning Hoag. He's a journalist with the Denmark paper BT Daily. He's based here in Metro Detroit and he reports on American culture and politics. We're talking about the 2016 presidential election and how it looks from Europe, how it looks from other places on the globe as Donald Trump talks a lot about isolationism, uh, protectionism in trade, adding tests, religious tests to our immigration policies, all kinds of things that would really send our relationship with other countries in a different direction. How is that being perceived in Denmark and other places in Europe? How is that being perceived uh, around the globe? And is Hillary Clinton being perceived any differently, uh, more optimistically than Donald Trump in Europe and other places? If you want to join the conversation, 
Talk about how you think this uh, this presidential election looks from the outside. If you've been outside the country uh, this summer, uh, taking a trip somewhere, did people ask you about the presidential election? Did people ask you about Donald Trump? Uh, I shared a story about my trip to Spain and uh, the people who there literally just saying to me, Donald Trump, uh, in, in absolute astonishment and me having to try to explain that. Do you have a similar experience somewhere else uh, in in the world? Uh, 313 577-1019 is the number. 313-577-1019. Let's go to Marie on the way to Northville. Marie, welcome to Detroit Today. Fan of the show. Yeah, um, great. I wanted to uh, to share a story. I had a friend in my undergraduate um, that uh, was from China, and um, we were watching the news because we had gone to a conference together, and I asked her how she had felt about the election. And she said that before she knew anything about um, Donald Trump, she actually thought that he was a stand-up comedian. Um, (laughs) And she thought that that was what his original gig was, and that he was a stand-up comedian wanting to run for president. And I just found that to be absolutely hilarious. (laughs) Right. There's something ironic about that, Marie, right? Uh, The guy who's often not funny at all, uh, even before he ran uh, that, that your friend thought that that's what he that it, that's what he did. Um, uh, was your friend's sense? Uh, can you remember what their sense was of, of, about American politics? That, um, that that was there a sense that American politics is that much of a joke? That someone who's a comedian actually, um, she had said that she said, you know, she's like, God, you Americans, like you, you guys really must have some freedom if you're going to let someone like him like be able to run for president. And right. I mean, she's. <laughs> I, I just found that to be absolutely hilarious. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's interesting because we are both sociologists and that's the conference that we were at. So we're both pretty aware of of these sorts of implications. And I just thought it was so funny that she that was what she actually thought he was. I mean, that's what she thought his profession was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marie, thanks very much uh, for the call. Let's go to Anthony in Pontiac. Anthony, welcome to Detroit today. Thank you. How are yeah. you doing today? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, my uh, comment was I, I lived in Montreal for about 10 years, and I go back every once in a while because I have friends and family there, you know. And uh, I went back recently, and I had a bunch of people ask me, how, how is this happening? Why, why is someone that was on a reality TV show running for president? Yeah. And I, I, I really don't have an answer for them. <laughs> I, I, at the beginning, I thought it was a joke myself, but it's becoming more and more serious as it progresses. And it, 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 their their point of view, in Montreal is a very multi, multiculturally diverse city. So yeah. there's people from all over the world there. And it, it, everyone I ran into, it, they basically look at us like we're a joke. Yeah. Like we, we, we really have lost our way. <laughs> and it, there's, there's no getting around it. I, I see it too. And there's a lot of people I work with that say they're voting for Trump. And I, I just don't understand how you could vote for someone like that, it, that... This says the things he does, and you know it's it's so obtuse to me. I I can't I can't believe that people would actually believe in what this guy's saying. And when you go outside of the country, it it reflects that they 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 think that American politics and American policies have become just a circus. 
Yeah. And yeah. they have. Anthony, you know? thanks very much. Uh, thanks very much for the call. Uh, I appreciate uh, your thoughts there. Uh, Henning Hoag, uh, journalist with the Denmark paper BT Daily. Um, uh, uh, all of the comments that, that, that we've had so far, I think, reflect that that sort of curiosity from uh, from other places about what's going on here. Uh, at the same time, you know, Europe has its its own issues with extremist candidates in some countries. I mean, we've seen extremists uh, elected in, in France uh, before. We've seen, uh, you know, the, the, the Brexit vote uh, has, has brought on a government change. There's a much more radical uh, government in charge there now. Italy uh, has, has struggled with this in, in, in the past. Um, what's the difference in, in the European mind between sort of that sort of thing and what's going on with Donald Trump? Or is there a difference? I don't think there's a difference, but I think that Danish people are almost as, as, as baffled by what's going on in, in some of those countries as they are what's going on <laughs> what here. Going on because, because we do not have that, that tradition of running towards what people might call a quote-unquote strong man. Because in Denmark, that is, I, I'd like to think, and, and it seems like it as well, much earlier on detected as the joke that it is and yeah. deserves to be and therefore discarded. And then people go, okay, that was that was funny enough, and now let's get down to the real thing. Another thing that sets Danish politics apart uh, vastly from American politics, and that's not just the Donald Trump scenario, is like when you see it, uh, an American or Donald Trump meeting or even a Hillary Clinton, people are asking for autographs from their politicians. If a Danish politician was asked for an autograph, they would be absolutely stunned. Saying, Why right? on earth are you asking me? I'm, I'm not a TV star. I'm, I'm working for you. It's, it's not as glamorous in Denmark. It's, it's like the idea of somebody, they're working for us. We can fire them next time around. Uh, is, is much more prevalent. And, and the whole idea of, you know, the TV advertisements, you can't advertise on TV for elections. Yeah. The collected budget for the last uh, election in Denmark was the equivalent of $20 million wow. for, everything. for and, everything. And and the main thing still are big posters in, on the streets and, and lamp posts and <laughs> whatever you have out there. And then on the internet, it's recently gotten allowed, but there is no TV advertisement wow. and barely any money in it compared to that. There's barely any money in politics per se. Right. I mean, right. It's uh, not the same. The prime minister earns approximately one and a half times as much as a, an average reporter, wow. such as myself. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's very different, obviously, uh, than the way we do it here, which is, of course, the American way, the big way. <laughs> Everything big way, is yeah. huge with lots of money and ads and things like that. Uh, let's go to Tom in northwest Detroit. Tom, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, good morning to both of you. Yeah. You know what, from my vantage point, you know, people with sound mind, and I'm speaking in regards to, uh, the, I guess, where he's from Denmark, and, uh -huh. you know, and people over in Europe who are sound mind and temperament, I imagine, just like the little, what is it, the little yellow things on Facebook where you express emotions, the one where, <laughs> the, you know, the mouth is like, like, Oh, you got to be kidding! <laughs> like wide open, uh, big yeah, eyes, exactly. right? <laughs> you know, because you know, last night during the, uh, this uh, commander in chief forum, when they asked Donald Trump what kind of experience that he had, you know, about you know going into war, he never answered the question. Yeah, yeah, because he hasn't been there. And I remember somebody said something about there should have been on Facebook. Somebody should have asked him about why these five, you know, deferments from the military. But, you know, but sound mind and temperament people, and I'm coming back home right now, yeah. we are going to prevail. And Hillary Rodden Clinton 
she's going to be the next president of the United States. Because if you look at last night, all right, I'm splitting the screen here, uh, in terms of looking presidential, and, you know, even, you know, sounding presidential, to me, and I'm trying to be objective, Hillary had it hands down over Donald Trump last night. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people felt that way, and we'll see how they do, how they both do during the, the debates coming up. Uh, Tom, thanks very much uh, for your for your call. Uh, Henning Hoag, uh, talk about, uh, quickly before we break, uh, the things that you're writing uh, for uh, the BT Daily and Denmark about uh, this this election. What are you What are you telling people in Denmark about us uh, this this cycle? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> no, we, we, I don't read Danish, so I wouldn't be able to understand. <laughs> you can Google Translate. <laughs> That's right. <And laughs> I have to admit, we're no better than the the American mainstream media because we are the or I represent the Danish mainstream media. We are guilty of giving Donald Trump way, way too much exposure as well. Because obviously, even though it's getting more and more scary, the entertainment value, which leads to the infamous clicks on our websites, sure. are very, it's, it's very high. Yeah. I mean, we can't get around that. So, so obviously, I write every time he says something that's a little bit more outrageous than the last <laughs> thing, which is pretty much daily. That's going to say, and, and then, then, then uh, when, when we get closer to the election, I'll go out and, and, and talk to people, so to say, even as scary as it might sound, but then also going to Donald Trump uh, rallies, which I've been to, to two of here in, in Michigan, uh -huh. which is a very strange experience because you go there and you talk to people and people are so nice and they're quote-unquote normal and you're wondering what is going on, but then the moment he steps on stage, <laughs> this sea of, of singular faces turns into this many-headed monster instead and they start yelling about a wall and and you know that each of them when you ask them afterwards oh no i know that that's not true but then you can't help wondering and you can't help thinking about leaders right. like you say mussolini and milosevic and right. and of course the infamous adolf h yeah. uh there's something going on and it's truly scary i i felt almost like last time i think it was in diamond Dale, that i was kind of sneaking into a, a clan rally yeah. because we were talking about one thing but really, there was something going on at the other side. And I know that it's an extreme, but but it was uh, kind of a, a scary feeling. Yeah. And I'm thinking, goodness, I'm, I'm actually part of this. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm standing here, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I really appreciate your joining us and, and sharing uh, what's going on in press in your, in your country. And we'll probably want to have you back, I think, uh, as we get closer to the election. And then after all this... Uh, is over and the dust settles. Uh, so Henning Hogue, journalist with, yeah, go ahead. If we're allowed to broadcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if, if Trump has not shut down the airwaves. Uh, Henning Hogue, journalist with the Denmark paper, BT Daily, based here in Metro Detroit. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, up next, we're going to talk to Jocelyn Benson, who is leaving as Dean of Wayne Law to work on issues of diversity and equality in the professional sports world. Stay with us on Detroit Today.